0: Breaking a Leg. Breaking a Leg. Uh, this is the podcast where I'm trying to document the creative process behind a show, a full-leg stand-up show I'm going to be doing. In just over a week's time now at the Gulbenkian Theatre in Canterbury on the 6th of December 2015. And uh, I think what I'm doing with this blog is of interest to practically nobody but I find the idea quite interesting myself. The idea of sort, sort of recording my feelings about a creative process not afterwards when the end result is known. During when we don't even know if the show's going to be any good yet, and um, it's, I'm a, you know, I've got, I've got just over a week to go, as I said, and what I'm doing at the moment is rehearsing. Now, ideally, I would rehearse with an audience, but I can't do that because I haven't got any preview gigs that I have access to. Uh, I mean, I suppose I could have set set them up, but I mean, at the moment, I think we've got something like 90 tickets gone uh, for a theatre with a capacity of 330 or something so you know the idea of dividing that already sort of small audience by doing preview shows first I mean it just doesn't it's not going to add up besides which I mean I have I I have a full time job working at the University of Kent and uh, I only have limited time to work on this so I'm doing what I've had to do before which is rehearsing and I've already done an episode of the podcast about that, um, but I wanted to talk particularly about the emotional aspect of creating something because at the moment I'm torn between kind of starting to get excited about the show, and nervous too, it has to be said, and feeling a kind of nagging worry that every single thing I say on stage might be unfunny. Now, you know, that's always true. When you're a comedian, you you never know what's funny until you've tried it with an audience. But it's a particular emotional phase in the creative process. Now, I found yesterday at work, I, I went, well, I went looking for it. I didn't find it by accident. Uh, something I read when I was doing my PhD nearly 30 years ago it's a book called Humour and Laughter, Theory, Research and Applications, edited by Anthony J. Chapman and Hugh C. Foote. And it's a psychology collection of uh, essays about different aspects of humour. But there's a particular one that I remembered, and I, I, you know, it took me a little while to track it down because I haven't read it for years and years. But I reread it yesterday, and it was very interesting to me. Because, as I say, I think that thing of the creative process while it's happening is something that's probably not documented in, in the field of popular entertainment or comic performance very much. And this doesn't do that exactly. But what it does do, well, it's called, it's, I should just say, it's, it's, it's a chapter called Humour as a Creative Experience, the Development of a Hollywood Humorist. And it's by William F. Fry Jr. and Melanie Allen. Basically, what they've done is they've interviewed a load of professional comedy writers. And much of the chapter is dedicated to sections from an interview with just one of them. And uh, who who they call Nathan, although that's not his real name. And He was a very successful comedy writer, apparently. They give examples of his his success. But... um, What's interesting is it chimes really strongly with the experience I'm having just now. So if I turn to this page here, he, he puts three phases in the creative process. The first phase, he says, the first feeling I have when I'm ready to write is like I'd like to have sex or masturbate. It's physical. I want to make love. And if I'm not careful, I'll do the sex and then not be there to do the writing. And then the third phase he describes as a wonderful period, also physical, which could last for a week or a month, where everything is going so well, it's just, well, the only way to describe it is one extended orgasm. Everything is gushing, everything is just gushing. When the muse is with you, once you're at this point, you just keep going and going. All the difficult problems are behind you. You know you're going to beat it. You're going to go around those trees or climb that mountain or whatever you call those obstacles, and you can't wait to know just how you're going to do it. So you, you might call that, well, the, the authors of this paper call that the illumin, illumination phase. So it's, you know, full of illumination. You're, you're sort of full of insight and things. But the phase that I'm most interested in is what he describes as the second phase. This is what he says about that. In the middle, for me, there's a long, long period that seems endless. It's never short, which I identify as shit in the head. That's the way I always describe it to myself. It's something like a sound. And I'm afraid nothing is going to come through this morass. Nothing is going to escape or break through. And I can't motivate myself to do anything, least of all right. But I feel like I should be writing every second of it. And he describes, you know, having quite a powerful effect. He says it makes him feel mentally and physical, physically terrible. Um, and, and then his wife, they also interviewed his wife, and she describes him during this time as being totally preoccupied, non-communicative, irritable, and feeling desperately the need to be alone. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this is... I'm not sure about the uh, the descriptions of the first and the third phase, but the second phase, that feeling of difficulty and struggle and preoccupation is definitely what I've been feeling. You know, I, it's been very hard to think about anything else. You know, when I'm driving, when I'm lying in my bed at night, when I'm walking anywhere, uh, when I go to the toilet, when I'm in the shower, it's always thinking about the show, thinking about a bit, how could I do that better? How could I do that better? And uh, the feeling of stuckness and obstacle is definitely there. It's, it's, What it is at the moment, what I'm trying to do is cut down the show, because when I ran it on Sunday for the first time, I sort of ran the whole thing and it was an hour and 40 minutes. And I just think it just doesn't, it doesn't warrant that kind of length. And so I've been cutting things out and I think I've cut something like 15 minutes off it already. And hopefully a little bit more will come off as I get to know it better. I just ran it earlier today. And um, it's interesting it's I mean I the problem is at, at the moment is I've been cutting things out that I felt less comfortable with or that I thought weren't as funny or just slowed it down and there are more things I could cut from it but there comes a point where for a start you don't know what's funny so you could be cutting something out that might be the funniest thing in the show that's difficult. So you're only working on instincts. And at a certain point, you know your instinct might let you down. Another thing is that this isn't just about being funny. I want this show to be like a proper narrative arc. I want there to be a sort of, without wishing to sound too wanky, uh, to, a, a, an emotional arc to it, you know, where, uh, you know, and some kind of insight as well. That's what I'm hoping for. And it's... If you cut everything out, you can't get that, you know. Like, there's a particular bit that I'm thinking of, and I think that it, it's quite revealing, even if it might not be that funny. I think it, you know, it could be... I don't know whether it's going to be funny. I don't know. Um, and if I cut it out, it's 30 seconds, so is it worth doing that? And um, something else, actually, something completely different that's worth saying is that third period that he identifies, where it all starts going well. He's a writer, or he was a writer, I don't know if he's still around, because this was published nearly 40 years ago, this book. It was, it was published in the 70s. Uh, but, but his phase three, his illumination phase, is where he starts writing and the writing gets easier and the, the writing all starts flowing out of him. For a comedian, presumably the illumination phase doesn't start until you're in front of an audience and all the difficult work that all that struggle that you do before going on you hopefully to put to one side what I've really got to hope is that I'm not still in the shit in the head phase when I go on stage I mean I'm definitely feeling a lot it's come come on a long way in the last week I spent this is my research day today so I spent last Thursday rehearsing it was the first time that I went through all the material I think I think I I think I, I I did the first section on the Monday night the second section on the Tuesday night and then I did all the other sections on the Thursday I think I probably ran through each of them twice and then and then I didn't run it for the first time till Sunday and I, then I ran the first half on Tuesday night this week second half on Wednesday and then I've just run the whole thing in two halves today I'm still needing to look at my notes which is kind of worrying me so what I've decided to do is to to go back to running it in sections and just get each section completely bolted down so I can get those segways in place and I think when I can do that it'll be easy because the, the you know remembering there's only eight sections or whatever so Get, remember which section comes next it's going to be easy it's just the different bits within the section and what was particularly scary today was there were bits where I suddenly got to a callback and realized I hadn't done the setup for it uh, that's a better thing to happen yeah I, I might I might deride rehearsing but I'd much rather uh, that happens in my kitchen than on stage in front of 90 people um, the other thing that happened today which was really really interesting There was one bit in the show which I can't quite remember which bit it is. I know it's one of the sort of emotional bits, but, oh, I I do remember which bit it is. Uh, It's where I talk about the side effect of one of the pain meds I was on and uh, the struggle I had with that. And actually, I started really connecting with the emotion of that thing happening, sort of, 11 months ago or whatever it was and uh, it was weird because I was almost like crying almost crying for real and uh, if I could get a bit of that on stage that'd be great but I don't want to force it because that is one of those things that I mean actors work with that all the time you know the idea of emotion memory so that they can control their Emotions like a musician playing an instrument, but uh, I'm not an actor, so I'm not going to do it that way. And besides which emotion memory is different anyway, you use your own emotional memory to represent the emotion in a fictional character, whereas I'd be using my emotion memory to uh, recreate my own emotions, there's, there's no distance there, it'd be a bit weird. But you know, what I'm hoping is that the structure of the show is so nailed down by the time I come to perform it that I have the freedom to really think my way into what I'm talking about uh, and hopefully get some real emotion into it. Uh, And laughs. Be good if i got some laughs too. So yeah, I'm currently hopefully coming out of the shit in the head phase. Um, And uh, I'm really hoping that I can get to illumination by the time I come to perform the show itself.